Hyperglycemia in critically ill patients is an important correctable risk factor for inpatient morbidity and mortality. Physician assistance filling the management void of inpatient diabetic and hyperglycemic patients. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Sue Kling Colson, a physician assistant with the Department of Internal Medicine at the University of Michigan Health System. Today we are discussing the Hospital Intensive Insulin Program and the role of physician assistants for management of diabetic and hyperglycemic patients. Hi, Sue. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi. Thank you for having me. Sue, you work with a team of internists and PAs and have implemented an intensive insulin protocol for the management of the diabetic and hyperglycemic inpatients called HIIP. Why was this program initiated and how does it work? I work with a team of physician assistants, and we also work with a team of endocrinologists. The program was developed by our supervisor, Dr. Roma Gayanjandani, about four or five years ago. She was asked by one of our cardiothoracic surgeons to help manage hyperglycemia post his cardiothoracic patients after their surgeries, such as bypass surgeries or heart valves. So that's kind of where it started. Is this program for the cardiothoracic surgery patients only? It's expanded into cardiothoracic surgeries, uh, transplant surgeries, heart transplant, lung transplant, the vascular surgery service, and a couple of thoracic surgeries, such as transhydal esophagectomies and lung transplants. And what about the other diabetic patients? We're a subspecialty of the endocrine department. So there's also an endocrine consult service. So they cover the other diabetics and the other services. We've been asked to expand to other surgery services in the hospital, but currently we just don't have the manpower yet. And are the patients admitted to this program current diabetics, or are all patients immediately in the program following surgery? It depends. When they go through our thoracic ICU, they are picked up by us if they don't have a history of diabetes. They're picked up by us if they've required an insulin infusion, their blood sugars have stayed up for two days after their surgery. If they're a diabetic patient, they're picked up by us, we're automatically consulted on them from the first day that they're there. So they're admitted for their surgery and we pick them up following their surgery. Right away if they're a diabetic and post-op day two if they are not a diabetic. And let's talk about the role of the PA with this program. The program utilizes the MDPA team approach to patient care. Was it originally set up that way? It was. The endocrinologist saw this as an important thing to manage the hyperglycemia and the diabetic patients when they're in the hospital, especially in a stressful situation after these surgeries. But a lot of their time is spent in the outpatient setting. So they needed somebody who could be in the hospital and you know, do a lot of the management and education of these patients. And so PAs were included in the model right away. And how many providers are on your team? Four PAs currently. We have a nurse practitioner that works with us on weekends, and we have five main endocrinologists that work with us on a regular rotating basis. And then the rest of the endocrine department will rotate different weekends. And are the PAs hired with any specialized training, or is this all on the job training? It's all on the job training. A few of the PAs that have worked in this department are the nurse practitioners that have had a certified diabetes education certificate, but it's not required. So what are your protocols for treating the inpatient diabetic patients? The uh, supervisor of my department, Dr. Roma Gayanchandani, she developed an insulin infusion protocol. So when patients are in surgery and if they have two consecutive blood sugars greater than 140 or one blood sugar greater than 200, they're automatically started on an insulin infusion in the OR. 
and that continues. They monitor their blood sugars based on the protocol, Q1 hour, Q2 hours, and it, the insulin infusion is continued as long as the patients need it or wean themselves off of it. And how is that different from the management of the diabetics in the other part of the hospital? This is sort of a paradigm shift, I think, of diabetes management in the hospital is that it's very intensive control, whereas I think a lot of other areas of the hospital still use a lot of sliding scale management. The patients are sometimes started, if they're on insulin at home, they're restarted on their insulin in the hospital. And after a stressful situation, their requirements, of course, go up. So that doesn't always cover them. And they have these hyperglycemic episodes. So insulin infusions aren't always started in other parts of the hospital. So what's your typical day? We have usually a patient load, probably about, on average, I'd say 15 to 20 patients. We split the patients up amongst the PAs. We'll do sort of a a pre-round. We'll gather all their their vitals and information and talk to the patients, do our exam, and make any changes to their insulin regimen that we see appropriate. Then we will round with one of our attending physicians a little later in the day. And at that time, we'll just go over the changes that we've made, you know, collaborate and just make some decisions on tougher patients that we're kind of unsure about what we want to do with their insulin regimen. What are the benefits of the patient participating in the HIP program? Well, for both the stress-induced patients and the diabetic patients, studies have shown that this significantly reduces their risk of infection, mortality from these surgeries, and their length of hospital stay. A recent study from the hyperglycemia group at UCLA just documented a figure in about $5 million that they saved the hospital just from reducing length of hospital stay for these patients. In the diabetic patients, I think there's a big benefit for them. If they were not under good control with their diabetes, Preoperatively, this gives us an opportunity to figure out what their insulin needs are or their, you know, a better regimen for them to be and then improve their A1C. Do the PAs have any responsibility during the surgeries? Not during the surgeries, no. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Sue Kling Colson, a physician assistant with the Department of Internal Medicine at the University of Michigan. We are discussing the role of physician assistants for the management of diabetic and hyperglycemic inpatients with their HIP program. Sue, does the program offer any outpatient or follow-up care? We do, especially with the patients that we send home on a different insulin regimen than what they came in on or stress-induced hyperglycemics that are requiring treatment after surgery and at the time of discharge, we have an outpatient clinic and we try and see the patients that we discharge home on a regimen at least once, about four to six weeks after their discharge date. So you follow them there as well? We do. And then we can bridge them to if if it's a stress-induced hyperglycemic and we're seeing that they still need some insulin to help control their blood sugars, we'll transition them to a endocrinologist or back to their primary care physician. How about any other programs to help them manage their diabetes? Do you guys do email or patient website tools? We don't do a lot of email right now. We see patients from all over the state and different areas of the country. So a lot of times we'll do phone follow-up with them. If they can't come back to our clinic, we'll talk to them a few times over the phone until they feel comfortable going back to their primary care physician. We also have a diabetes center here at the University of Michigan, and we have diabetes educators and nutritionists. And they have type 1 and type 2 diabetes classes that we can set them up with if we think they need more information about nutrition or their insulin or things like that. And are there any other hospitals using this model? There are quite a few other hospitals. We have a few other in the area and a couple that we know of nationwide that we talk with often to see kind of different things that they're doing. How have the patients benefited from the MDPA team model that you use in the hospital? I think that we are able to provide 
we're able to be the complete diabetes caregiver. We can prescribe the insulin or the oral medications that they need, but we can also provide them with a lot of education. We are sort of a physician and a certified diabetes educator combined. We can teach them about their diet, their insulin regimen, the different types of insulin, and the different meters and the different insulin products that are out there, such as the different pen devices. And do you find that they're discharged quicker under your service? That's what studies have shown, yes. And what do you think the greatest value of a physician assistant has brought to the endocrinology practice in terms of diabetes management? With the new shift, I think, in diabetes management in the hospital, I think we provide diabetics with a great service. We can go into detail with their insulin regimens and things that they have never been talked to about in the past with their diabetes, what types of insulin they're on, what types of different options are out there for their insulin to improve their control. And we can provide them with resources, set them up with an endocrinologist. We have more time to spend with them in the inpatient setting. They're kind of a captive audience at that point. So I think that a lot of endocrinologists spend a lot of their time in the outpatient setting and don't have the opportunity to spend that time with the patient. Can you tell us about any of research projects that you are currently involved in? Yeah, we are trying to publish some data on our program, and we're trying to work with some companies on the continuous glucose sensors to look at the efficacy of using those in our ICU. There hasn't been any studies done on the continuous glucose sensors. We don't know if certain medications in the ICU might affect those sensors. If their efficacy and accuracy is good in the ICU, it would save a lot of workload for the techs and nurses working with the insulin infusions in the ICU so that they wouldn't have to be checking the blood sugars, you know, cue hourly with ChemStick and it would save the patient the finger pokes every hour. So we're working with some sensor companies on that. And then we have a lot of other projects in the works. So are you mostly just using insulin then when they're inpatient? We do try and use insulin most of the time. We find what with the oral agents, so many things can change. There's so many variables in the inpatient setting that you can't easily take away the oral agent once it's been given to the patient. So we use insulin because it's a great healer, it prevents inflammation, and it helps to get them under the tightest control. It gives us the ability to change things as their picture changes in the hospital. The future of this in the entire hospital is still in question, but you guys are making some great changes in the post-surgical patient and moving towards that goal, it sounds like. Yes, mm-hmm. hoping to expand. Can you tell us a little bit about how your supervising physician started the program and how it all came about? When she first came to this university, she was asked by one of the cardiothoracic surgeons after he had seen quite a few studies that showed the benefits of having intense insulin therapy in cardiothoracic patients. He came to Roma and asked her to start this program. And that is when she had worked on the insulin infusion protocol at a previous facility and brought that in and started working with a couple PAs initially to start the program. Any nurse practitioners at all on your team? We do have one nurse practitioner that works with us on the weekends. So where can people get more information about your program? On the uh, University of Michigan website, there's different clinics, and we're under the internal medicine department and then the endocrinology department, and then there's a, a link to our hyperglycemia program. I would like to thank my guest, Sue Kling Colson, for coming on the show. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. Or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM-157. And thanks for listening.